0: Coming up is a podcast brought to you by the dedicated and diverse volunteers at 3CR. Just a quick message before you get there. For the month of June, we're asking listeners to donate to the station to help us keep going. In 2023, we're asking our community to stay tuned, stay radical. We rely on the generous donations of community to survive. Go to 3cr.org.au slash donate and show your support for community owned and community run media. Thanks for your support and happy listening.
1: Put us in coach, we're ready to play And uh, we've got a lot of business to get through today, but we're all here James Tate on the panel Howdy, howdy, good to be here M. Collard, standing right next to me
0: Good afternoon (laughs) This is the
2: Sporting Record here on 855 AM 3CR On your dial, how good's that? Uh, Before we get started, uh, the Sporting Record would just like to acknowledge The Wurundjeri Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation As the traditional custodians of the land from which we broadcast this program on today, and on which much of our local sport is played. We also acknowledge the incredible contribution of First Nations athletes to Australia's sporting life, so we pay our respects to Elders past and present. So what have we got today,
1: John? Well, let's get personal. What have we been up to? (laughs) Whoa, folks! What are we been up to personally in the sporting context? <laughs> in a handball, you, getting the
0: hard-hitting questions in early. Well, have you been training or, or playing anything? Well, well, we do have some pretty exciting updates there, don't we, Jimmy?
2: Yes, we are on our way to being local, local famous, local famous, local legends. So, Em and I have been training for the RecLink Community Cup as part of the Megahertz team. We're playing against the Rock Dogs. Up the Megas. So just for all of you listening at home who might not know the Community Cup, the Community Cup is a once-a-year annual football match between community radio hosts on PBS, R, and now hopefully 3CR against local musicians, the Rock Dogs. So, you know, in terms of good and evil, megahertz, radio, good. Good. Musicians, evil.
1: Don't, don't, but the go, actual game it. is going to be at uh, Victoria Park, correct? The big uh, day In a couple of weeks, eighteenth, eighteenth of June. Sunday, the eighteenth of June.
0: Yeah, it's a good, it's a good day out. Normally get, normally gets between like pretty, pretty full, pretty close to capacity. It well, raises but, funds for RecLink, um, which we've talked about on the show previously. We had an interview with the founder of RecLink a couple of months ago, so we might, you know. Dig that out and play it again sometime soon
1: Yeah, but if people want to go They need to get in early and get their tickets Book Absolutely. them online
2: they're gonna, I think they're watching ticket numbers this year In the past year they've just gone Anyone who wants to come, come buy a ticket at the gate And it's, there's been some big numbers lately So I think they're being a bit more watchful So it's good to buy your ticket in advance And you're helping raise money for a local organisation That's looking to empower people Especially people who've been having trouble with the justice system or just generally social life, and empowering them through football and other programs. So it's a great cause.
1: So it's nice that the bigger Hertz uh, 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 have accepted us, little killer hurts people down here on the <laughs> AM dial. Yes, technically well, we're
2: killers, not And makers. they've accepted
1: you True. you True. too to, to train with them, and hopefully you'll, you'll get on the ground on the
0: day. Big time. Well, it's been interesting every time, you know, you go to training and say, hello, what's your name, and all that. And then the, generally the next thing is, what, what do you do? Why, why are you here? Like, what makes you qualified to be here, I guess. And so when I say, oh, well, you know, I'm on 3CR, they're like, 3CR, Whoa, Whoa. 3CR. don't have any of them around. So that's, yeah, nice to, have, to rep the 3- 3CR down there. Yes, it's good. So you're breaking new ground for us here. Yes, yes. We... Hey, look, if you'd like to put it like that, sure,
2: yeah. That's what we do here on The Sporting Record. We break <laughs> ground. Uh, you know, right. we break news, we break ground, we break down issues oh, of,
0: Also break down, generally
1: well, yes. I went to, uh, just on news of what we've been up to I went at, uh, up to Tullamarine on Sunday and watched the uh, the VFL Essendon versus the Box Hill Hawks oh, How was that? It's good, you know, because you wander in, it's free Just wander in, have a look, you're standing right on the, on the fence And, you know, I'm a bit... Uh, and or attentive in a sense, so I like to see how the players are going and how the new guys are going and, uh, you know, the guys coming back from injury, how they're going, but, uh, so it was good.
2: It's a good thing to do to get get down and support your
1: local football, you know,
2: local or, or VFL. That's right. It's a good day out. Good I know, so that's yes. what I'm
1: trying to promote. The VFL, is, it's a great competition. It's very interesting and it's free and it's, it's local. Grassroots. Yeah. The real deal. So some of the players playing actually got drafted at the mid-season draft. Yes, Yes, so three, three from
0: it? Box Hill got I drafted. Know. Yeah.
1: So I didn't know who they were, but I would have seen them all play. Yeah. And um, and uh, one of the Essendon players got drafted, Quinton Quinton Narkel, who used to play for Geelong. That's oh, right. Which is a bit of a bummer because he's the. Uh, He's the driver of the midfield for Essen's VFL team, so we've lost him now to Port it, Adelaide. It's
2: great for Quinton to get another opportunity oh, at yeah. top level. And he is joining his old high school mate, Sam Pal Pepper. Mm. So three ah. three of the game's most starring indigenous players, Sam Pell Pepper, Quinson Knarkel now and Shay Bolton, all went to high school together in, in WA. Oh. So now two of them get to play together At Port Adelaide, mm-hmm. right? At Port Adelaide mm-hmm. And that's a good news
1: story
0: That is, that is a good news story But the mid-season draft, it's a bit of a bummer
1: for the second tier teams Because they lose their best players halfway through the season
0: I was actually thinking that, particularly because yeah. Box Hill just lost three And that yeah. could be really the difference between your season being successful or not Like if you, for example, I don't know which three players they are But if you lost mm. a forward in Two of your best mids, like that, could be your season done, which is Absolutely. kind of unfair on everyone else. But I guess that's
1: that's how that the, works. Yeah, it's part of the deal. The, mm. uh, the The strong get stronger, and the weak struggle along.
2: Ah, that's the difference between professional football and amateur yeah. football, I suppose. Isn't
1: that's it right? So we've got a bit of other business. Uh, we need to talk radiothon. We need to. Well, we've talked community cup, so we'll, we'll, we'll feature that over the next few weeks. Mm. Uh, Sir Doug Nichols, do you want to say something about just yes. wrapping up the Sir Doug Nichols
2: two rounds? Yes, yeah, so the D- Sir Doug Nichols' round in the AFL men's is just opposite of commenced. What's the opposite of commenced? Demenced. De- Finished.
0: <laughs> concluded. Finished. Concluded. Concluded. Demenced.
2: So, so it's demensed. Uh, so the last two rounds have been honouring the contribution of indigenous players to football, but also broader life on this continent. Mm hmm. And an adjacent story to this is a lot of clubs and sporting organisations are publicly coming out now to support the voice to Parliament. Interesting. Um, which, in the, in the volume at which they're coming out, is, is quite amazing to see. So I've got with me a statement from a number of sporting organisations... Uh, that I want to read out because I think it's quite it's quite amazing how far our sporting clubs are coming in terms of their social voice. So here we go. What
0: just before you start? Or, what type of uh, sporting are, is it? Individual clubs or is it broader, like like leagues type things? Leagues, mm.
2: associations,
0: great peak bodies, peak bodies. We we'll love to hear it. The good
2: stuff. So, dear sports fans of Australia. We, the representatives of leading sport organisations in Australia, come together to make this statement to all of Australians who love their sport. Sport has always served as a unifying force for our diverse Australian society. Regardless of where we come from or what we believe in, sport brings people together in the spirit of achievement, community and celebration. Moreover, sport plays a significant role in reconciling Australia... It has long been a means for the inclusion and celebration of the incredible achievements of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. We commit to using our platforms to lead conversations that promote respect, trust, and goodwill between Indigenous and non Indigenous Australians. We commit to improving education and understanding among the Australians who play, administer, and watch our sports. This is the big one. Mm. We encourage all Australians who love sport to listen with an open heart and an open mind through this historic moment. We respect that everyone is entitled to each and their own decision to come to their own referendum. Um, together, we share a vision for the future as a nation that values equity, fairness, and the rights of traditional custodians of our land, the land on which we play, love, and celebrate sport in Australia. So that was a statement to support The Voice, and I just want to read out all the organisations that have signed this so far. Uh-huh. I'll take a big deep breath. Mm. <sighs> Australian Football League, Australian Taekwondo, Badminton Australia, Baseball Australia, Boxing Australia, Cricket Australia, Deaf Sport Australia, Football Australia, Golf Australia, PGA of Australia, Motorsport Australia, National Basketball League, National Rugby League, Netball Australia, No Limit Boxing, Ooh. Ooh. Mm. Rugby Australia, Sport Inclusion Australia, Tennis Australia, NRL Touch Football Australia, Triathlon Australia, and Wheelchair Rugby League Australia.
0: Whoa. Whoa so there's, many Australians.
2: There's a lot of Australians in there, mm. so I wonder where they're all from. But isn't it, isn't it wonderful that so many organisations, these are the peak bodies, these are the, mm. big, the big dogs who oversee mm. all the sport in this country, are coming out to support The Voice. I'm not sure I've seen such a public endorsement of something from organisations of this type
1: in my lifetime. Have you heard any organisations argue for a no vote?
2: No, I have not.
1: So no one's come out yet, but. You mm. Because
2: that's a fundamentally wrong stance on this. But people are entitled mm. to the decision. Well,
1: oh, I like, said in the statement that, you know, people will vote whichever way they wish, but yeah. this is yeah. what, as an organisation, we're thinking.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's also, um, like, it's a, it's an interesting, I guess, you know debate to have, but there are also groups of Indigenous people who are saying no because treaty needs to come before voice and all Mm, that kind of stuff. Fair enough. So it's interesting to listen to Indigenous perspectives on it when they're varying, but I think generally like if non-Indigenous it needs to be led by Indigenous like, you know, voices on this and Mm. to understand, but I do agree that it's very cool that all of those have like come together and signed something and also I think inherently shows the I think a lot of what we talk about here is like the political nature of sport and how yeah. powerful it is and how important it can be for things like this, um, which is great. Thinking back
2: on, a I I guess, sort of a recent example of, of something of this type was the equality vote, uh, the marriage vote, the mm. plebiscite. Um, from my recollection, companies and organizations did come out to endorse it. But nowhere near the volume that we're seeing for the voice right now, and I think that's no. a that's a changing in the social climate and culture, rather than people support this more than that.
0: Yeah, I mm. I think that's I agree with that. I think it's you know on that I think it's been disappointing the amount of people who came out after that vote and was were suddenly like oh yes we support queer people yeah they but jumped on the band they jumped on, big time which is kind of on, but you know that's a that's a whole other discussion but it is good to see that people are. Willing to take more of a stance On this kind of thing No Yeah Yeah.
2: And and sport organisations Are realising the power They have in in public discourse Mm.
0: Influence Influence Hmm Hmm
1: Now there was one other thing Just to wrap up So Doug Nichols round Was the the naming Or renaming Or temporary naming Of various teams Exactly right
2: So I think this is a fantastic um, Initiative By the AFL And some of the teams there So in 2022, last year, Melbourne temporarily changed their name to NARM in honour of the traditional custodians of the land and the name of which Melbourne was originally. And they were the first club to ever do that. And this year, three clubs have, have, have chosen or chose to do that. It was Nam Melbourne, uh, Port Adelaide, Yatapulti, sorry for my pronunciation mm-hmm. if it's not great, and Fremantle, which is Wallyellop. Mm. So three out of 18 teams... It's an improvement on last year, yes. but I think it is a fantastic endorsement of, of, of where we're heading. I can I, imagine in future Doug Nicholls rounds, all of the teams temporarily changing their names. Well, you think
1: Sydney could, and Brisbane could, and I think all Gold of Coast. Them,
0: I think all of them can. I think most can. But, I know but that how Melbourne, can
1: Essendon do it? Because we're part of NAM. I mean, in terms of location, I
0: think there's like could be more specific. Um, locations that mm. names that could be used, but.
2: Like like our um, Morland Council was changed to Marybuck, oh, yeah. which mm, is yeah. sort of the local yeah. area there yeah. around the Merry Creek.
0: Reflect, yeah, and it was specific to the Merry Creek. Mm. So maybe well, there are other. Here's something for you. Oh, yeah, here so here we go.
1: Essendon's training base is at Tullamarine. Yes, and uh, my other son, the oldest son and heir mm. to my fortune. Yes, <laughs> he, uh, he's a musician, and he's trying to write a song about. A fellow Aboriginal man called Tullamarina, mm. ah. who apparently the, the, the word comes from. And it's it's a typical tragic story, but maybe Essendon could call himself Tullamarina.
2: Yes, they could, because yeah. that's where their training grounds are, their yeah. facilities and yeah. all that. Yeah,
0: things like that, absolutely. Just, just
2: on this topic, there was a picture circulating around Facebook, which I think it went viral, mm. of someone who mocked up what it would look like if the ladder uh, of the AFL team's ladder had indigenous names. Oh, cool. That's so awesome. I'm going to butcher these pronunciations again, but just going just, just to just just to flesh this one out. Yeah. Collingwood as birung Melbourne as Nam, Brisbane as Mianjin, mm-hmm. oh. Port Adelaide as uh St Kilda as Uruk, uh, Footscray as Maribyrnong yes, <laughs> Geelong as Geelong, Adelaide as Tantanya, Carlton as Quornong, and that's where it cuts off because was just a mock-up of the ladder. It wasn't mm. the full oh, thing, okay. but it looks great. Yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah. think,
0: and it seems relatively achievable. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, also, I think maybe. It feels well you know feels like a little elephant in the room that within the last week as well, there were some findings from the AFL regarding the Hawthorne incident, yes, which we can talk about after the break if we want to get into it, but I think it's relevant within the context of this conversation as well to at least mention it um because it is great on two things can be true. It can be great to have more of the na- indigenous na- place names being used, but it's also worth noting things like this too
2: definitely so on that note let's go to a few community announcements here on 855am 3cr on your dial and we'll come back with a few more footy stories how good hey 3cr's annual
1: radiathon fundraiser launches in june we need your financial support to be independent community controlled and focused on people rather than profits
2: Is that from? A quick look won't hurt.
0: What time are you picking up, Kate? Oh, damn it. Saw you on your phone. Licence, please. Pick up your phone while you're driving and it's a $555 fine and four demerit points. Distracted drivers can be caught anywhere, anytime. A message from the TAC. Drive safely for everyone. A 3CR supporter. All right, we're back here with the Sporting Record. So before the break, we were just talking about uh, just a bit of a wrap-up of the Sir Doug Nichols round in the AFL men's competition and mentioning that um, a lot of the clubs, or not a lot of the clubs, some of the clubs are starting to use their Indigenous place names as the names of the football club during mm. the round, which is great. We love to see it. I think it's a really important. It's a really great way to start introducing the broader population to Indigenous names in a way that, you know, they're familiar with, which is really cool. Mm. I think, though, um, again, what's worth mentioning is that during this week as well, there were findings uh, or an outcome, I suppose, given on the Hawthorne Football Club incident where Alastair Clarkson, who's currently the head coach of North Melbourne, and Chris Fagan, who's head coach of Brisbane, mm. um, were implicated – in some pretty serious um, allegations of racism and the way that they ran the club and some pretty alarming stories when that um, that whole thing first broke, particularly against First Nations, young, you know, mm. younger rookie First Nations players. yeah, um, Some pretty alarming things that were said. So during the week, the AFL found there were no adverse findings. Um, Chris Fagan and Alistair Clarkson have been you know, vindicated, I suppose, from that's from their perspective of, mm. of wrongdoing, of no wrongdoing. Um but I think it's kind of worth mentioning and there's um follow a kind of independent uh news outlet called Cheek Media, um, who just mentioned in a post um, that they said the AFL just held the Sir Doug Nichols Indigenous Round. This week they terminated their review into racism. There cannot be adverse findings in quotation marks when formal interviews weren't conducted, and after eight months of stalling, there were no findings at all. So I think it's probably worth mentioning in all of this that while it is wonderful to see um, a lot of lot more clubs embracing I suppose the use of changing the name during the round or indigenous jerseys or you know highlighting the players that they have on their team it needs to go further than that and mm. that a lot of that stuff is really easy to do and doesn't really take a lot of sticking your neck out of the line on the line to create change that stuff is because it's starting to be more accepted it's these changes are, are easier for people to do with with not much, much repercussion or anything mm. but it's these harder decisions and things that don't get publicly acknowledged but need change anyway that need to be addressed and that's those types of things that will create actual structural change. So it was kind of disappointing to hear after all of that, particularly the allegations initially, that nothing's really come of it.
2: Nothing's come of eight months of people looking into it full time.
0: Well, alleged, like, what were they looking to Who knows? Um, Cheek Media said again, I think they summed it up quite well, tokenistic gestures are concealing a foundation of hate. The complainants are currently considering whether considering whether to pursue civil litigation. Mm. Um, so it may not necessarily be fully wrapped up, but I think it's probably just worth acknowledging in and amongst all of that, even if an AFL review has found no wrongdoing, those things that were mentioned were pretty horrific. And, you know, even the Collingwood Football Club, their own personal, like their own club review that showed a, a huge history of hate. I think if every single club had a review like that, they would be found wanting. Yeah. To be honest, for sure. Yeah, what do you guys think? What do you reckon, John? (laughs) This will be good. Well, it's hard to really uh, come
1: to any conclusions because nothing has been found. Um, According to the AFL, they had the AFL had to wrap it up because nothing was happening, and and the longer it went on, the more pain all parties were in. So they had to wrap it up and say, "Well, that's it. You know, we're not going to get anywhere with this." So. We'll have to close this re- review with no findings.
2: Yeah, but that leaves me
1: nowhere. I, I can't, I can't say one way or another if, if who's at fault or who's guilty or who's innocent. It's yeah. just we're in limbo still. You know.
2: I think I think one problem the AFL repeatedly has into investigations of this type. And this is the more serious on on the end of the spectrum, but they hmm. launch investigations into what they call bringing the game into disrepute. Yes, which is which is a a line of classic, classic term many times corporate jargon. Mm -hmm. Um, But the AFL often launches these investigations themselves, gets the clubs to look into it themselves. Occasionally, they employ an independent consultant or two, but they're still under the house of the AFL and the clubs, and they have a stake in it coming back as you know either sugar coated or Mm. nothing at all. Um, And I think. The track record of the AFL doing these sorts of investigations isn't great. And so moving forward, and I've heard this from quite a few people, especially here at c r there's a fundamental mistrust of the AFL right now to do often what we think is the right thing. Mm. They seem to have broken that trust quite often. Yeah. And so any investigations moving forward now, I'm at the, at the stage of... Sort of going, oh, you're not really going to do anything out of this. Yeah, it's so, a,
0: it's a quite a. Even the the idea of launching an investigation seems tokenistic in itself at this point. Yeah,
2: it's like the Australian government launching a royal commission into something. Yeah, and they're
0: not doing
2: any of the recommendations the royal commission does. It's kind yeah. of the same sort of elk, you know. Or,
0: or like I don't know, police accountability. If the police are investigating themselves, it's obviously they're going to try and. Mm. make findings that are favourable for them. But is that, yeah, is it ethical for the AFL to conduct an internal, like, of course you want to conduct internal investigations to see your processes and all that, but for something of this nature, is that ethical to have only conducted an internal review mm. and, and something that really it's to their own benefit if they find nothing? Yeah. We have to trust their integrity. Mm. mm. Interesting. All I can say is it's a mess. Yes, I agree. It's I don't, and I think you know, like, I really strong. I really feel for the complainants, and I hope you know, to an ex- I hope they're okay. But also, like, on the off chance that absolutely there was absolutely no wrongdoing by Alistair Clarkson and Chris Fagan, like they've clearly been affected by it too. So it just seems like you know everyone's been thrown on the, under the bus, and the AFL just continue to pretend that. Nothing has occurred or, you know, mm. oh, it's fine. We've had this Doug Nichols round. Every, every, everything's okay. Even announcing it during this week is probably quite, uh, you know, considered, oh, let's do it during this and it'll we'll just be able to move past it pretty easily.
2: Yeah, yeah, good timing. Yeah,
0: just seems a little good timing. Mm. Um, but I don't know. It would be good to see better a better result or better outcome or findings from an external investigation.
2: That sounds like a good idea. Get in touch with Gil. Might I will. I'll get him on the line. <laughs> so John Tate has been busting on this story for the last month, and he hasn't had a chance to do it. So we're going well, to crack it open. Go,
0: John. You've got five minutes.
2: Well,
1: you did a great show on your own a few weeks ago, yes, and I did, a, a lot of the focus was Tasmania. Yes. And I was sitting on a cruise ship on the Indian Ocean, and I thought, yes. So I, I got on. I had an internet package, so I thought, yes. imagine if. We had a uh, state of origin team right now mm. from Tasmania in, in the, the men's. men's, yeah. Oh, and the women's for that matter, but I started looking at the men's because mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of players who would qualify for a Tasmania state of origin team. Right. And it was just a bit of a test to see, you know, is there enough talent coming out of Tassie to have their own team in a few years' time? The know? John John Tate test. So, yes. So I've put together... From the back line to the forward line, Here we go. a Tasmanian state of origin team as we speak right now. Oh, jeez. Great. So I won't go on with it, but just listen to the spine. Okay. You'd have Jack Rewald at full forward. Yep. You'd have Ben Brown at centre half forward. Big Betty Brown. Uh, centre half back, you'd have Liam Jones from the Western Bulldogs. Jonesy. Uh, full back, you'd have Alex Rance. Uh, oh. uh, no, Alex Pierce, sorry. Alex huh. Pierce from Fremantle. The skipper. I can't read my own handwriting. <laughs> I was on a ship, you know, it's yeah. a bit wobbly. Yeah. Um, so that's not a bad spine, is it? Taran <laughs> Thomas in the centre. Yeah.
0: That's, it's, North
1: Melbourne? Yeah.
0: It's pretty good. It's yeah, handy, I
1: know. That's a handy team. Ruck, Toby Nankervis. The Nank the Tank. Uh, backed up by Andrew Phillips. Flipper. Yeah. Uh, other midfielders, Lockie Weller from the Gold Coast, Hugh Greenwood from North Melbourne. Got
2: no nicknames for them.
1: It's not, <laughs> it's not a bad team, is it? Backline, Jake Koller Robbie Fox, yeah, Jeremy Howe, Collingwood, Jimmy Webster, St Kilda, half forwards, Brody Meyercheck
0: Oh, and check is yeah. incredible. Yeah. <laughs> He's having a season and a half. Uh, He's having a blinder. Yeah. John Menzi
1: from Essendon could be uh, in their forward line. There too. you go. So there you go. Now I looked at the women. There's not as many. Uh, there's fourteen of the of the women from last season mm-hmm. uh, in the AFLW from Tassie, but there's some uh, be a great forward line. Lots of forwards. But not many defenders or midfielders.
0: John, if you... So, yes. <laughs> last night, there was the New South Wales and Queensland NRL State of Origin game, which is a huge feature in the in the season and it's been going on mm. for years and it's... And I don't understand why it's so popular. But no, anyway, go us on. Us and struggle can, with the concept. We can come back to it. Yes. It's a great time, though. Anyway, if uh, you know a similar thing were to be held for AFL... Who would you like to see as the two teams that competed? I have a theory on this. I'm oh, glad you raised this. Oh, yeah. no. This is one of my
1: mad theories. It uh, always used to be uh, Victoria, South Australia, Western Australia, mm. and they struggled to come up with a fourth team for an even number. So they had the Allies, which was just a, all the leftover players in a team. The yeah. But I think, imagine, and it, it fell apart because the players in the clubs really didn't want to play because they were scared of getting injured and stuff, and it was a low priority. Yeah. But imagine if the fourth team was Aboriginal All-Stars. Yes. Oh, great. Great call. Cool. They would all play Yeah. just because of their culture and their pride and their culture, and that would be a, a fantastic round-robin four-team thing, don't you reckon? Yeah, it would be pretty yeah. good, I reckon. Yeah. That's great. I that, love it. That's all I have to say on okay, that. Okay,
2: great. Well... <laughs> Unanimous another, support.
1: Unanimous another, support. Another yeah. great idea from the Sporting Record. Now let me just do a bit of a radiothon before we finish. Yep. Uh, first of July, first of June today. So radiothon's kind of starting here. Yes. Our special radiothon show will be in a couple of weeks on the fifteenth of June. We'll devote the whole program to it. But uh, let me read this special offer for Sporting Record listeners oh. and anyone else, for that matter. Our business subscriber, Melbourne Books, have generously donated a range of new books to assist us in our radiathon fundraising. Um, I asked for a lot of sporting titles. So there's Merger, The Fitzroy Lions, and The Tragedy of 1996. There's a book about the Sharon family who make the footies, uh, and there's other sporting books. You might prefer rock music themes. We have Astonishing Rock Trivia, Tate's
0: Modern Guide to Record Collecting, uh, The Techno Shuffle. So there's a whole range of books. Can vouch for the Astonishing Rock Trivia, having (laughs) been the proud owner of a copy now.
1: So they're here at the station. If you happen to pop in, you can buy one. Or if you come in to donate, you might want to donate a little bit more and, and purchase one of those books. And I've also got the titles up at Lost and Found Vintage Market in Brunswick. There's some there if, if that's more convenient for people to drop in. And all those proceeds go to uh, 3CR and our sporting record target. Great work. Thanks, Thanks for John. joining
2: us, everybody. This has been the Sporting Record. Now time for Year Now Pass